Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Key Value Retail Technology Podcast. It's great to have you here again, and I hope we're going to have a great uh, session today. Um, my guest today is Dirk Lahmann, COO of Key Value. Hi, Dirk. How are you? Hi, Christian. I'm well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dirk, uh, obviously, we know each other very well, uh, but the audience is not. Uh, so it would be great if you could introduce yourself. Yes, sure. Um, I'm responsible for operations um, at KeyValue, especially for delivery. So I'm leading the project teams and also managing strategic projects. Um, I've been with companies specialized in retail planning for the last 16 years in the role of a project manager and professional service manager. And there I was driving mainly process implementation projects in the industry, in the retail industry with focus on fashion retail mainly. Yeah, that's what I did. And Great. Yeah, and we, we've known each other now for, I don't even know, maybe six, seven years, no, yeah. six years probably. Uh, we've yeah. worked together um, uh, in many or for many projects. So obviously today we also want to talk a bit about um, how key value delivers projects and, and how we approach this whole topic. So um, maybe to start with, what's Key Value's philosophy when delivering projects? I mean, to make it short, I mean, it's, it's this think big, start small, move fast. I mean, where we think that think big is kind of a holistic approach. I mean, we try to identify um, and consider the complete picture um, of the underlying, let's say, strategic goals and motivations of our stakeholders that we have in our projects. Start small then is this to translate those aspects uh, into manageable steps of process implementation, um, delivering a complete solution that is focusing on process depth now and process width later um, to enable the customer then to move fast as the third component. That means to benefit um, from a core solution quickly and then being able to enhance the running system in an agile way based on the experiences gathered and then also following the then current priorities. Great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've mentioned that also in a couple of uh, podcast uh, episodes before. Think big, start small, move fast is really uh, the philosophy in everything we do. And um, But how exactly does that now translate into projects and how we do projects? Yeah. I mean, um, what it means is that we can deliver following uh, MVP, um, minimum viable product approach. That means we can provide support for the parts of the retail planning process uh, that have the highest priority for the customer in only a few months. And uh, there we are concentrating on addressing the core requirements. It's clear. So, uh, and we are doing this based on a pre-configured process implementation. So we are not coming from scratch. We are using pre-configured process implementations. But at the same time, our solutions are modular and um, we can cover the complete bandwidth of retail planning and uh, can also in this way ensure an integrated end-to-end -end experience for our customers. And at the end, I mean, um, coming from those core process implementations, our solutions can then be flexibly adapted to specific needs. So when discussing roadmaps and budgets, we plan with our customers um, already from the beginning for phases of agile evolution. Um, for this specific solution. And then these other phases then, um, we usually can consider end-user feedback as the drivers for priorities and have a kind of fast-paced fine-tuning and enhancement phase where we are yeah, improving the process implementation. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And um, I mean, looking back at how projects used to be done and delivered, uh, what exactly is the difference uh, of our approach compared to the traditional project approach? I mean, as I maybe mentioned before, I mean, we have this MVP approach and that is en enables us to deliver faster and create value with respect to the core business requirements earlier than usually, um, whilst keeping the flexibility to address customer-specific requirements in an agile way. And I mean, what is most important, I think, is that we consider priorities and challenges to be constantly changing in retail planning business. So that's part of the plan and it's not a bad surprise. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, from my experience uh, doing project, I mean, there's always when we talk to, you know, our typical customer, which is a, a fashion retailer, for example, um, you know, we, we have um, very often the challenge that uh, there's two parties involved. Uh, one party is obviously the business side where, you know, you talk about processes, uh, people constantly think about how, for example, um, a merchandise planning process uh, needs to be optimized and also implemented into a solution. But then on the other side, there's the, the IT who has, you know, different challenges and different motivations. You know, they want to make sure that the IT architecture um, uh, is following their IT strategy. Um, they worry more about technical aspects and integration. And sometimes the challenge is that those two are not always um, let's say going into the right direction, in, in, into the uh, same direction. Um, how do we manage both? I mean, business processes and IT during during a project. Yeah. I mean, planning is a data-driven process, and the availability of high-quality data is key for a project success. And I mean, although integration structures are usually not very complex in our in our area. A common understanding of the data structures uh, required to support the business processes is needed, uh, as well as a constant check of the uh, business requirements against uh, reality, <laughs> let's call it that way, uh, with respect to data availability and customers' backend systems. And that's why um, the customer IT resources are an essential part of our project team setup. So we plan really to involve them from day one in the design sessions and uh, check business requirements constantly against resulting uh, integration requirements together with them. And we also plan uh, for having sample data available as early as possible in our projects, so already during the design sessions usually, to check and make sure we have a common understanding of the requirements. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and looking at our projects that we are currently involved in, uh, can you tell us a bit about a recently delivered project which was successful. Yeah, I mean, the, the last one uh, we delivered uh, was in May this year. We went live uh, with an MFP solution for a retailer running big department stores in Germany, more of the luxury fashion and specialty sector. Um, the solution covers collaborative pre-season planning from strategic plans down to buy plans for more than 50 users. Um, yeah, that's what we did so far. And the uh, next step there will be then to implement the in-season process. Yeah, perfect. That that was really successful. So great to hear that. Um, looking two years back uh, before the COVID pandemic, uh, a typical project involved a lot of on-site activities. Uh, typically, uh, you know, the project manager, the solution architect, uh, the business uh, consultant, um, you know, the whole team was highly involved in, in meetings, which 
typically took place um, on site uh, and where the actual customer actually was. Uh, and obviously that changed a lot um, since the pandemic has started. Um, but what does that mean for our project approach? Um, were we able to come to be, were we able to actually, uh, you know, still deliver the same quality and, uh, and in the same time? Yeah, I mean, there was, um, there are two sides, I think, of the story. I mean, uh, COVID changed a lot, of course. But with respect to delivery as such, I mean, we have an international delivery team uh, that is spread over several countries in Europe. So the remote work um, is a daily business for us now for years. So there was no change with respect to COVID regarding that. Um, if I'm talking about implementation processes as such, but of course, what had to be changed um, was the approach to drive the process analysis and solution design sessions with our customers. Um, because as you said, they they usually held um, as on-site sessions in the past and um, we had to adapt there, that's, that's clear. So we adapted the format, the format of our sessions to have concentrated three hours to maximum four hours remote sessions a day um, on two days, maximum three uh, days a week. And leverage in our, leveraging on our MMVP approach, we were able to develop a predefined concept for all the process alignment and design sessions. End-to-end -end means that uh, that enabled us to optimize the documentation and the other resources that we use usually in the sessions um, and adapt them to the new remote situation to just be better prepared for that. And um, after each session, we also scheduled feedback blocks uh, with the customer's core team to be able to adapt and in an agile way to their priorities. Um, and yeah, as I said, gathered feedback and uh, let's say change maybe the approach a little bit based on the current situation or current status that we have achieved in the sessions so far. Meanwhile, um, I mean, we drove uh, in that way analysis and design sessions for more than four process implementations and uh, I think three customers in the last eight months so that we consider this approach a proven one. Okay, cool. I mean, does that mean that um, we can even be a bit more efficient uh, now uh, in, uh, when it comes to project delivery because all the travel uh, is not existent anymore or it's much less? Yeah, I mean, um, let's say there is, of course, a gain of um, efficiency in terms of um, using time uh, better than before, maybe um, saving all the travel times, clear. But I mean, also the, um, let's say, expectations and requirements in terms of uh, preparation of such workshops uh, have yeah, been increasing over the last couple of months. I mean, it was also clear that uh, also on customer side, um, people needed to get used to this way of working together. And I mean, um, the, the mechanics of a remote meeting are others than an on-site meeting. So you need to, let's say, work in another direction. You need to be much more focused. You need to, let's say, share documentation and uh, things uh, much more upfront. Uh, there are much more review sessions that you usually do just to ensure um, um, yeah, a common understanding. So it's, it's a different way of working. It's a more concentrated way of working. And yes, uh, saving the travel times, um, especially if you consider to be on-site um, up to three days, three, four days a week, um, saving the travel times uh, yeah, gains a lot of um, additional time for us. That's clear. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, Dirk, um, thank you very much for giving us an insight on how Key Value is doing projects, um, very successfully, by the way. Um, so I think that uh, all the projects that we, we've done as Key Value 
have been delivered in a, in a very um, good quality and, and also on time and budget. So sounds uh, very promising. Um, and if any of our uh, audience wants to learn more about uh, how we do projects and, and is maybe also interested in doing a project with us, uh, they can reach out to us uh, at any time. That's for sure. And uh, also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we would really appreciate if you would like uh, and follow uh, our podcast. We're on uh, YouTube, Spotify and Apple um, podcast. And yeah, we're looking forward to uh, get some feedback from you. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, Dirk, um, it was a pleasure. Um, You're welcome, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, looking forward uh, to... Uh, do the next episode for, for you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.